Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show by Michelle Squared, the podcast empowering entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and business brands on LinkedIn. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michelle B. Griffin. And I'm the other half of Michelle Squared, Michelle J. Raymond. And welcome back to the show, everybody. This week, I thought that we should go back to your favorite part of the Brand Squared system, which is, I think, step two, the foundational part. Is that fair to say? Can I say the foundational part is probably one of your personal favorite parts? It's like my love language, right? Because if you talked about the fluffy stuff, I would be like, no, we got to start with the foundation. How many times have I said that on this podcast and in LinkedIn in general? When you set your foundation, Michelle, it's like, we want to build a house. Do we go and look for paint colors and furniture? Heck no. We've got to set that foundation, the blueprint first and lay the slab. And that's what we're going to do today because in the Brand Squared framework, we have another cool little framework. So do you want to tell everybody what that is, Michelle? Yeah, absolutely. And this is all about starting strong. And I think for me, this part is really Whilst I've had my business for three years, Operation Rebrand that I'm going through, and for those of you that this is your first show that you've been listening to, welcome. I have been going through a process over the last practically year, I think it's been now if we stop and think about it, of going back to square one and rebranding my entire business, my personal profile, everything, you name it. There is nothing that has been untouched. And I've had to go back to what we call in the book, the brand trifecta, which is three parts of your brand. Now, when I first did my branding, Michelle, we laugh now because all I cared about was one part of this. And that was the visual part of a brand. Everybody knows logos, colors, fonts. And that was like my limited understanding of what branding was as well. I have to confess, but there's actually two other really important parts. And that is visceral, which is AKA your values and verbal. And these are a couple of things that I want to talk about today. The values, the verbal, and the visual. Michelle, how important are these for a brand? Oh, they're everything. Because before you can communicate your message and how you want to talk and show up or the way you want to look and people see you visually, you've got to know what you stand for, your reason for being and why your brand exists. So I I like to say in the book, think of it as your brand DNA where you talk about your purpose, the promises, and the problem-solving ways that you stand out with this brand so that the right people resonate with you. Because that's what we want, to have that emotional connection, that top of mind, that the right people. Because we are not for everybody, right? We want to be for that one person. And so if you want to attract the right people, this is how you do it. Start with your foundational blueprint. And we do a really nice job in the book. We have a visual And then we really lay it out. So today, I think we could give a high-level overview. And if you have not yet read the book, definitely go check it out on Amazon. And the beautiful thing is, Michelle, we have that 50-page companion workbook. And we wrote this book. We worked hard on it. And as you tend to do with projects, we put it aside. Recently, Michelle, I pulled up the workbook again. I know you've used it. And I was just like, wow. We should have been charging for this. But no, Michelle and I are just so committed to wanting you to build your brand. We want you to have this workbook. So there'll probably be parts of this conversation and future ones coming up that we might be talking about some things in the workbook too. But 
if you can at least today in this short episode start thinking about your brand trifecta you are well on your way i have to say when it came to the values part of operation rebrands one of the hardest things and questions that i had to answer for myself to be able to do this in the values section was what makes me and my business unique and different and that's seems like a question that I should be able to answer off the top of my head, but it was something that I actually had to do a bit more of a deep dive into things and go, realistically, are there lots of other LinkedIn trainers out there? Yes, there absolutely is. Do a search on LinkedIn, it'll come up with thousands of results. So then I had to go back and go, what is it that makes me different to all of those LinkedIn trainers? What's my value that I bring to the table that makes me different. Now, 20 years in B2B sales might be one of those things that other people don't have. I focus entirely on business to business. That could be separating me from some other people who might want to work with LinkedIn trainers that specifically do job seeking or career development. But actually, I wanted to come back and go, what makes me different? What's that five whys? And just keep digging and digging. And it was really hard to come up with what makes me different. Now, other people and having conversations with them helped me to refine some of that information. But I have to say, it was one of those things where you think, yeah, I'm good and I know what I'm doing. And I think I'm better than other people. But at the same time, it's, can you put some words on it? And I'm sure you have that kind of conversation with your clients all the time where they're lost for the right words. And I think bouncing it off someone else is really important in this section. Exactly. And you really just need to go back even a few more steps and do some assessments as I do. I do audits and assessments to really pull out that stuff so we can put all the pieces on the table. Because it's really hard when I work with my clients, say on my new roadmap service, I ask them this, sometimes they don't know. So it's so beneficial to do that work I know in the workbook, we have a lot of questions that you can ask yourself. Michelle, you did that. But let's back it up because your brand has evolved. We've, this is a whole nother conversation for another day. But back in 2020, you were doing company pages, and especially in, in 2021. But now your brand has evolved. So you are still doing company pages, but you have a very much a problem-solving approach to B2B to build teams. And I think that really speaks to the audience you're trying to serve. So when in doubt, let's reverse engineer. Let's start with what problem are you solving? Because I'll tell you right now, when I have some discovery calls with people, we can get into things, they don't even know. And I'm like, ooh, we need to go back. We need to fix that first. So Michelle, what problem have you uncovered that you're solving during Operation Rebrand? I know you had a lot of insights. Yeah, it was really interesting. Everybody knew me for company pages, but every business that I was working with, realistically within that company may have one person who's a page admin. Maybe it's a small team of two. And so I would go in there and I could do company page training with them. But realistically, we know that's only one part of what will help a business grow on the platform. It's one small part in the big scheme of things. We had to look at what about if the CEO's LinkedIn profile hasn't been updated? What if the employees aren't active on the platform? What if their brands aren't very strong? What if they don't know what they're doing? And how do you bring all of those pieces together? And so for me, it was really interesting that I was known for company pages, 
But a lot of what I was doing in training was all to do with social selling and how to get people started on LinkedIn to help them grow the business. And then the more conversations I had with these clients, they wanted to know what is the best way to use LinkedIn based on where they're at with the resources they have and the goals that they have. And I think that's where I make myself different because I know company pages intimately, unlike many other trainers, they don't focus on that area. But I also know how to write LinkedIn profiles and I also know how to do social selling. So what I'm able to do is come into a business, have a look around and go, this is what will make the biggest difference for you now. In some cases, it might be we just say, look, company page posts are all you can get done right now. Is it as great as if we had the whole team posting? No, it's not, but it's okay. That's where you're at. And I think that's where I've decided that my skill is that I can come in, have a high level look and work out what works best for people and then deliver that as a one-stop service. And it's been fun to try and bring that into my brand because as you know, I was always caught between known for company pages and selling lots of LinkedIn training, not specifically to company pages. And now I'm really comfortable with how I approach things to bring that all together. But yeah, that was a process. Let's be clear. Oh, yeah. I tell clients, look, we're going to, especially in this new roadmap service, I get, I'm like, these are your guardrails based on the information now and all that you've given me. And I, I'll coach them and I'll consult them. I'll do a lot of strategy. I'm like, this is where I see you best. But you get out there, you go talk to people. The more you get out there and grow, it'll evolve and tweak and you'll get even tighter in your positioning. But when you just step out of LinkedIn and you don't have any of this pre-information, you're not positioned for where you are right now based on what you have, it's going to be a lot harder. And I see that with clients, they don't feel confident. You see it with your B2B teams. They don't feel confident. They haven't done the work. So if anything, do the work, get those guardrails, as I say, don't wait for perfection because that doesn't come. It comes when you get out there. But when you know where you're going, your value, how you're positioned, how you're different. And there's always a way. I've never failed a client to find a unique positioning that resonates with them, resonates with the people. Hopefully they're here to serve because at the end of the day, it's what people think of us. And then to get out there and then you feel so much better. Then your messaging falls into place and then the visual falls into place. So that's what we call it the brand trifecta. There's three parts. The, vis the visceral, which is how you feel. You make people feel in your values, your beliefs. Then the verbal and the visual, they all come together. In the center of this graphic I'm looking at in the book right now is your brand DNA. It's your blueprint. So if you have not done this work, or maybe it's like Michelle, she did it, she's had success, but she needs to go up another level. Or maybe you feel you're a little misaligned, something's not hitting. Go back and recheck this because Michelle, you've grown so much in two years. And I think you're at a really good place now to grow even faster and farther now. And just to let people know, because I've done this work, to tick off my homework from one of the previous recent shows, I have actually had my first meeting with the website developer because now I can go confidently with clarity and go and meet with him and say, this is everything that I'm trying to achieve. Here's who I am. Here's what makes my business different and fill in all of this information. No problems. I've got my visual brand guidelines that I've had done up. I've done the work to think what's the personality of my business and it, it's just been really cool to be able to make that step forward. Now that's probably a two and a half year journey to get to this new website because 
quite frankly, I've been absolutely petrified of saving up all of my hard-earned money to go and get a brand new website that's completely ineffective or that I have to change again in five minutes. I think that's why I've been holding back so much. And this has dragged on for quite a while because I didn't have these things all signed off. I might've had parts and I might've done some parts really well, but I wanted to make sure that this time round, unlike when I dived in as the accidental entrepreneur, that time I dived in, that time I was straight onto Canva, like we say in the book. I love this line in the book. It says, don't race off to Canva or designer for fonts, colors, and a logo like most. Yeah, I was most. I had to laugh at that line in the book. But this time I can race off to them now because I can really have those guidelines set up and point them in the right direction, which is aligned with my business goals and strategy which is just going to generate growth, which is what I'm all about. And then this way I can help my clients with the same thing because I know what happens when you go the long way around. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just, it takes time. And so time that could be bringing results forward. So yeah, these things are so important. I think that's why we always come back to foundation because if you don't have this, like you said, the rest of it just falls over in time. It's good for a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. When I picked all those colors and logos and stuff at the beginning, I, I went off at a, a thousand miles an hour, but then very quickly that steam wears off. And so, yeah, it, it's been fun, but I have done my homework. I'm just putting that out there, listeners. I've done my homework. Yeah, this is just a postscript to a couple episodes ago when I think it was on perfectionism and you made a public thing. We had our little website powwow and I helped her work on her messaging and we got in a really good place and it's much more aligned and then when it pops into the new design of her website it's just going to be the most beautiful thing ever for all her hard work an operation rebrand you don't have to do an operation rebrand if you can just go and start looking at some of these questions in the book because Michelle give you an example I had a call today with one of my clients a lot of my clients become my friends and we catch up every quarter but I told her, I'm like, hey, it's been two years since we started working together. And she was just rattling off for 20 minutes because I always asked, how are you doing? What's going on? She had so many opportunities and the three different pillars of her work and all this. And I just couldn't be more proud like a mama because she did the work. When she came to me, Michelle, she had all this experience, all this passion and expertise, but she didn't know how to make sense of it. And so I walked her through some of this very stuff that you see in the workbook and what we talk about on the show. And even from a year ago, she's gotten these opportunities and it's the power of clarity. It truly is a superpower. And so is your foundation. When you set the foundation, the people who are doing the work get the payoffs. Now let's go to actionable tips. Normally I jump in every week and I go first, but this week I'm going to let you go first. What is the actionable tip that you think will make the biggest difference to help people take a step towards that clarity? So Think about this. If you're feeling a little bit off or you're ready to grow, get to another level, you probably need to revisit your brand and think, did I ever actually do the important work, the investment in you and your business? So you may or may not have the LinkedIn branding book. And I'm going to ask you a few questions here that you can start thinking about. So here's reading from the book. Questions to consider so you can distinguish your brand are, why does your brand exist? What problem does it solve? What desire does it satisfy and for whom? What makes it unique and different? 
The hard one to answer is why should people care about your brand? So think about these, replay this if you have to, jot these down, and then just start the process. Because honestly, when you can answer these questions, you're really ahead of the game. Yes. Is that all that I can say to all of that? That's the work that I've had to do personally, and it just makes such a big difference. I can only speak from personal experience and just say, if you do the work around that, it works. So take that action item and run with it. For me, my action item is something that's probably come out of my Operation Rebrand. And for those of you who've had your business for a little while, or for those of you who maybe you've just started, you're not really sure, I think it applies to both. But sometimes I think it's worthwhile just doing a quick audit, especially if you have visuals, and just have a look and see if everything's updated across platforms, maybe your email signatures, maybe you've appeared as a guest on podcasts. Like all the different places that your brand shows up, your website, your newsletters. So I want people to have a think, what are the areas that you haven't really looked at for a little while? It could be like for us, it was the Amazon author page you brought to my attention. All these little places, our brand shows up as you grow it over time. And yeah, it was really surprising to me just how many places over time I'd forgotten to go back and add up. And so some of that was also blog articles I'd written, I had broken links, you name it. There's just been so many little things. And I think if we want our ideal clients to have the best user experience, it's important to pay attention to the small details, which is not something that comes naturally to me, but something that is absolutely critical. So yeah, do a quick audit, go back and take a look and just look for opportunities to bring everything back into alignment. I think that's perfect because I know you caught a bunch of stuff and everything's a brand impression, a connection, emotional feeling. So when it's just a little off like that, it just chips away. So you want to build up, not chip away. So I love that, Michelle. So this is another just real quick, actionable, bring it foundation. And we'll be coming back as we get closer to the one-year anniversary next month of the publishing of the LinkedIn branding book. We're going to be coming back and revisiting some of the important topics, some of the areas that people really resonate and ask us about, and just to celebrate our one year. So I can't believe it's almost a year, right, Michelle? Where did the time it's go? Crazy times. That means it's almost my birthday. So uh, yeah, excited. I love when that comes back around. So Michelle, I think getting people back to foundations is important. We do these shows. It's important. We keep always coming back to this because Solid foundations mean amazing brands and business growth. So we're done for this week. That's it. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, keep putting yourself out there. You have a brand to build, a business to grow, and people to impact. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. More people like you need to be out there on LinkedIn, building their personal and business brands. So we would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can create more impact with the power of two. That's it for this week. Till next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.